topic is, um, as you see, uterine transplantation sounds very weird, but um, as we'll see, there's a lot of practical applications to this. Some, some people learn the Harusa themselves before they share, and then they join us for the, for the punchline. So, um, so, some of it is related actually to what we discussed last week. Um, again, it was a question of risk in surgery, as we'll see, as we discussed the last two weeks, really. And um, um, but what's fascinating about this topic was it's, it's a relatively contemporary issue, obviously. Only the first North American uterine transplantation successful was in 2019, Cleveland Clinic. Um, but the, all the responses written on this topic were actually written in 1907. Started this, this written on this topic in 1907 when there was no, no one even knew this was possible because of a mistake, a mistaken question that was asked. They thought that they heard that this happened, but it really never happened, as you can see. So it's an interesting history, as, as we know. Halacha is very dependent on, um, on, what, on the information from the doctors. You're saying, you didn't answer the question, but it's never asked. Right. No, it wasn't just Jews. It was like, no. as you're going to see, right? 50 going back and forth, and hundred years of time. In fact, yes, but, but, but that, that's my point. My point is that... The question wasn't even asked. My point is that, first of all, at the time, it was ridiculous, because it was something that was relevant, and you see today, it's actually very practical. It's much more common, as we're going to see. It's still not, not that many cases, but, but um, it is a... It is a, uh, it's another case, but there's nothing new under the sun. You see, Allah doesn't So much so, I'm going to show you. Actually, originally, it's in this week in the parsha about Sari Menu. That's the, actually the first case in the USA of uterine transplantation. Because if you look, uh, it's a tukim ahead If you look at the tukim here, we'll get to the issues in a second. And if you look at the tukim, it says the, the first pasik is in at the end of. Uh, Listen, we, we don't just let anyone in here. We, we had a warning. How are you? Thank you so much. Enjoyed uh, Friday night. Oh, it was fun. So, so the first passage here is, is from Parshas. It's actually the end of Parshas Neh, I believe, or maybe Lachlacha. I remember. Um, so it says, "Vati Sarah Kara in Sarah was was barren." And she did not have a did not have a child. And the Gemara actually asks, as we're going to see, is the Gemara Nivam says it's a repetitious, repetitious language. Why does it have to say she was barren and she didn't have a child? Obviously, she was barren it's before IVF. Um, why? Why? How she wouldn't be able to have a kid? Obviously. So that's one pasuk. There's another pasuk, which was, which uh, which is at the. In Parshas Vayera, last week's Parsha, it says, "Avram v'Sarah zikenim bayim bayagim chad alias l'Sarah orach kanash." She has ceased to have the way of women, which Rashi translates there means she was she didn't become a nida, she had no cycle, which is st- a little strange because based on the well, based on this Gemara, we we'll see it's, it's a little strange. So the Gemara, so the first Gemara is Gemara Nivamis, which is addressing this pasuk here, the first pasuk in Parsha Lachmacha. Thank you. Noah, <laughs> story of my life. So um, the pasuk, so the Gemara says like this. The first Gemara here on the page. We're going to look at the paragraph here. The Gemara says, 
um, brings whatever the context here is talking about Yibam, irrelevant to context. But the Gemara says the third line in the, in the first Gemara it says Amar of Nachman, Amar Abaravua, Sari Menu, Sara our foremother, Islandess. She was an islandess, which is exactly questionable. I don't know the medical term islandess if anyone does. Islandess means usually what's that uh, that actor actress who had this. Maybe tennis was it also a tennis player? Is it who's a bionic man? That's Christopher a, Reeves? No, that's Superman. Bionic man. I don't remember uh, mixing yeah, up your TV shows. <laughs> um, Jenner? Jenner, well, no, oh, Jenner was... Uh, Richardson. Yeah, the one that Richardson, right? No, there was one who... Yeah, she was male, but she had... He was, or she was male, I don't know what to say, but Bones. had a lot of, uh, of female characteristics, naturally. That, uh, huh. This is way back when, yeah. the, before there was surgery. And, and that's like played tennis and the women's on the women's side, but it was could be it was a male. Could be so. So that's the I forgot. So what's the name of that disease? Where you have like next oh, oh. has like that deficiency. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, oh, it's a deficiency a of male hormones. So. Oh, um, or uh, sorry, it's actually it's the opposite here. No, it's the opposite. It's a female who doesn't have who has she doesn't uh, she doesn't grow up, but she has less female hormones. She has puberty. They don't have signs of puberty. There's a name for it. In terms of Kabi. Yes. So the Gemara says Sarah had this problem. But by the way, it's an amazing thing. We're not going to get into it now, but if you think about it, every one of the Mahos except Leah had fertility issues. Every single one had major fertility issues. And more or less all their births were miraculous. Things. As you know, Rachel didn't have children for many years. Um, Sarah, clearly, here yeah, we'll talk about it, but it's, it's a fascinating thing which the, which the Mepharshim address, why that is. But not for today, that's, that's not halachic, it's more hashkaf. But, um, but it's a fascinating uh, question. But, but bottom line is the Gemara says, Sarah Menu Island is Haisa Shinemar, and it bases it on this Pasik we just read. It says, Sarah was a was barren, ain't love lad. So says the Gemara, what does that mean? A filu base of lad ain't love. Not only was she barren, but she didn't even have the literally means bayit vlad, meaning the housing to have children. So the the standard assumption there means she didn't have a uterus. That would be what's the the housing for children is she she didn't even have a uterus. Which so that's how the Gemara is the Gemara is again extrapolating this from the fact that. Um, that uh, it repeats the language. She that ain't love lot. It says twice she was barren and she didn't have a child. So what does it mean? Mara says it's a play on words. Ain't love lot means ain't love bait vlad. Ain't love bait live lot. She didn't even have the housing. So what happened was so again this would be some might argue the first case obviously then she had a child. So there was a nace. So what was the nace? Usually when we even when Hashem performs miracles doesn't like doing you know the you know, he tries to limit the, uh, the special effects. So the assumption is that he gave her, she grew a uterus at the age of 90. And it says, the, the Gemara says, by the way, she got back her needles, she started menstruating, which she, had, she hadn't done. So she got back her youthful, even it says her wrinkles went away, everything. So it's amazing uh, what the uterus can do to you. So, um, so the point is, so this would be the first case of a transplanted uterus, some want to say. Um, Sari Mena was the first case. Although, so I found, interestingly enough, I found in this halacha sefer, um, which is a Vosner, uh, temporary, died around five, six years ago. He talks about the, he seems to say it's 
so simple because he wants to say the fact that the, that the Pasuk later on says, the second Pasuk says, Erech Kanashim, she sees to have to be menstruating. Sounds like she, if you don't have a uterus, obviously you can't menstruate. So he wants to say she had a constricted uterus. It's not that she didn't have a uterus at all. She had a constricted uterus. So then, it's, then it wouldn't be the case of, of the first case of uterine transplantation. It would just be uh, more of a of the nace. The miracle that occurred would be just that uh, she was able to give birth from this constricted uterus or whatever the case. Is. So, so, but interestingly enough, as we as we always say in in halacha, is that there's no nothing new under the sun. Um, in this case, we have uterine transplantation in uh, in the year 1956 or whatever it was from creation. Thousand years after creation, so long time ago. Okay, so that's a nice Kamara. By the way, we don't usually uh, we don't we try not to bring a gavita, meaning stories in the Kamara, as proof to halacha. But it's not so simple as the many cases. By the way, even the proof of not getting that whole issue of maternity relevant to uh, IVF. In case of IVF, who's the mother when you have an egg donor and a, and a, a, surrog- a surrogate mother who. Um, in all those cases, sometimes you can end up with three mothers, right? So who's the mother? It's a famous question. So we're not going to get into that today, but, but the proof is also from next week's parasha, from one of the proofs they bring, is the story of Rachel and Leah, where uh, there's a medrash that says that they actually, originally Rachel became pregnant with Dina, and Leah was pregnant with Yosef, and they actually uh, they switched fetuses. So it's the first case of surrogacy also, you find in terror, but now, now we're not going to get bogged down in it, on that now. Um, so it's a, so maybe a different time, because we want to stick to this topic, and a, res- a gynecologist didn't show up, he said he needed him for this. But, so so the, we're just going to go through the number of issues, the issues relevant to this topic, and um, it's somewhat connected to last week's topic, as we mentioned, so there are a few issues that need to be addressed when you're dealing with the uterus, uh, uterine transplantation. And as we said, this is becoming more and more common today. Um, uh, the first case was in the Cleveland Clinic, the first successful case was in 2019, Cleveland Clinic. Um, that's in North America. It was the first case ever was in Saudi Arabia. And that's why it's actually an interesting thing. It's the reason why today we have so much technology. Why would someone need to transplant the uterus? Because there's so many other methods and you could have a surrogate. Um, and have IVF. We have, so one of the, it, it, the main technology was addressed initially in Saudi Arabia because in Saudi Arabia they don't allow IVF. So it's prohibited for a lot of reasons, for Islamic religion, according to uh, Mashmirim, don't allow IVF. Okay, cause it's from, uh, so, so therefore, um, uh, the, um, so therefore, because of that, um, Saudi Arabia was, um, was trying very hard to use uterine transplantation. But even in America today, many women who don't want to use a surrogate obviously they want to carry their own baby. So this would be a reason for uterine transplantation. So the, the first, the first uh, issue is something that we discussed the last two weeks, which is a question of risk and um, what we call Havala. Uh, that, you know, it's meaning there's a few basic questions here. One is the risk of the there's the, the risk involved to the donor, the donor uterus, and then there's the recipient. So if we're talking about a live donor, okay, so then there's the question of risk. Not doing a live donor uterus 
Um, yeah, actually, most of the cases done so far, there have been, I think, 19, uh, not 19, 12 cases so far. They're, the mother was the one that donated the uterus. The mother of the which you get to. Yeah, well, mother of the grandma. So, so, yes. It is, uh, it is, so it is. She wasn't using it anymore. Yeah, exactly. She's relatively safe to make you reject your mother's uterus. So the risk part is safe, but there's an issue of. Uh, he's pointing out a good question. Uh, again, your first name? Trent. Trent is pointing out a good question here, which is for the, as far as risk from the donor, it's relatively safe. But we did discuss. Yeah, we did discuss the last few weeks that, first of all, there is the surgery. Any surgery has somewhat of a risk, maybe negligible, but the, the bigger issue would be Chavala wounding. She's wounding herself for no. Is it? Is this considered enough of a purpose? Right. Is what we discussed. Right. So we're right. Meaning when when you're dealing with other forms. Right. Exactly. Not saving all. When there's right. Most other cases of transplant where you're donating a kidney and there's great there's risk involved, but you're saving some of life. So kidney donation or you know partial liver lobe or whatever they do today. All these well, heart transplant. You're, you're giving up your life. Right, right? So in that case, you, yeah, there's there's a lot of risk involved in the, the, for the donor. Right? Yes. So, um, so in that case, so right. So those. So, so, but that's the point over there. In most donor organ donation, you're saving a life. So there's no question. This would be an irrelevant. This would be a moot topic in the sense of there's no risk. And I mean, not there's no risk. The risk involved is moot because you're saving someone's life. By the way, that is the reason why you're not obligated. Really, why well, don't I have an obligation to donate a kidney? So all the posts can talk about it. I'll tell you a different topic. You're not, it's a mitzvah to do it. I can provide you a save. All the posts can say it's a, it's, it's a very good thing to donate a kidney. It's a mitzvah you get, a, but it's extra credit, meaning you're not obligated to do it. The reason being is because of the risk involved, I don't, I'm not afraid to do it. I don't have to save someone else's life, even if I can, if there's a risk, I risk yourself. But why not obligate for sure. If you can get a kidney, if you can get on the black market. Why don't, you, why don't you obligate all people to become more Oh, okay. Because, not for now, we're getting off tangent, but the basic reason is because most times, um, you're right, I carry a card, by the way. I'm an organ donor, halachic organ donor. If you are interested in organ donation, there's an organization called HODES, Halachic Organ Donation Society. I'm a card-carrying member, but the problem is, as we know, there's two opinions of, as far as brain dead, brain dead considered dead, halachically or not. In halacha, it's a big debate. Um, so most cases where they're going to use organs um, post uh, postmortem is from a brain dead patient. It's very hard to harvest when you harvest it. Once someone's already station of cardiac function, you have a very small window to harvest the organs. So in almost all cases, it's, it's probably not going to happen. And if you know more about this, so again, if cessation of heart function, of, uh, if if you're dealing with the person's for sure dead halakhically, then you should be donating. Organs. There's no reason. You could save, for sure, Jewish lives, and there's not a question. Um, you're right, if you could do that. But after you're dead, you don't have any fears anymore. You have no obligations anymore. So technically, you, really you have to set it up while you're alive. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't have an obligation to save. After I'm dead, I'm not kind of mitzvah. So you can't. The question is if the person didn't um, donate the card, can you steal his organ? But yeah, technically, you're right. 100%. I'm a card carrying member. Um, speak to your postic about uh, they let you check off cessation of heart function, cessation of brain function. I'm only a card carrying member because I know the chances of them getting organ after cessation of heart function is very small. So, uh,
technically right. Okay, so now the, the, the next issue, um, the, some of the other issues is um, issue of what's called serious sterilization, which is that that's a bigger dish, issue with the donor also. If you're removing the woman's uterus, um, there's a, it's a isodorize, people don't know this, it's relevant if you have dogs and cats, um, but um, castration of animals and humans are both what we call an isodorize. It's a biblical prohibition. Um, speak to Dr. Rabinowitz, who's our resident vet in Shul here, um, but he doesn't do any castrations. Luckily, we, we spent actually months studying, learning the circuit together. We spoke to many postkin. There is there is loopholes, by the way. Speak to me after class if you do have a dog, cat, and you need to neuter. But for humans, there's no loopholes unless it's pikuch um, nefesh. So the, so the question becomes for the donor um, of the uterus: Is there a problem of what we call serous? Because she's donating her uterus, she's no longer be able to have children. Now, just uh, and, and we'll talk about it. It's a, it's very it's questionable if the again if it's pikuach nefesh, um, it wouldn't be an issue of donor. But in this case, a woman having children is not pikuach nefesh. Although Rachel seems to think that in the next impression, she says she tells Yaakov when she's angry at him, Mesa, if I don't have children, it's like I'm dead. So, but but is not really pikuach nefesh, even though Rachel seems to think it is. Um, but but um, the bottom line is that for women, the Isser series, most posts can hold, it's also done to itself, most posts can say that sterilization is only, is the rights only on a male. Because the, the language of the Torah is addressing, seems to be male, male genitalia, when it talks about castration in the, in the Isser. Um, the Vilna Goan and others do say that there is an Isser, um, even the rights for women. But there are but and everyone agrees there's an Isser for women. I mean, that means rabbinically, um, everyone agrees even for women to be sterilized is prohibited. Yeah. Um, that could be one of the reasons, um, but just the Torah seems, the Torah, when the Torah deals with this, and it, in the context of animals and cabanas, only deals with male genitalia. It talks about male genitalia, it doesn't address female genitalia uh, in that context. The only one says it's across the board. But anyway, in either case, they're abundant, so that has to be dealt with here. The third issue is the fascinating issue of erva, which is we mentioned that, uh, first of all, many of the cases the mother is donating, for whatever reason, the mother's donation. So the question becomes, this is an interesting question, um, it's not having a child, right. It's actually when you, when, right, the husband is now having a relationship, a relation with this woman, with someone else's genitalia. So the question is, how do we consider the genitalia? Is it, when it's transplanted, very relevant to all transplantation, but it doesn't become part of this, is it considered now part of the body? living tissue of the body, of the new, and we consider it, it's to his wife, it's his wife's rechem, or do we still say maybe it's from the woman who donated, it might be an Asian station, it might be the sister-in-law, it might be which... It's not like a vaginal transplantation. So we'll get to that, good, good point. Or, or, good point. or an ovary. Yes, so we'll get to that. So I, I don't know enough about the facts of human transplantation, it seems like they transplant a lot of the, of the internal genitalia, the reproductive organs, not just the rest. So, so yes, so, so it's a good question. I don't know the answer. I don't know the, how it works really. So, um, so the other thing is, by the way, there's a, the, I don't want to get too graphic here and too uh, off topic, but there's, there is also a prohibition of what's called necrophilia, which is having relations with the dead body. 
right? Um, you only see this in late night horror movies. But uh, having relations with uh, with a corpse is also problematic. So the Rambam Paskins this question: Is it the right or not? So that's also another question I've seen discussed. So the question is: If this is dead tissue, um, do we consider it from the corpse uh, if, if it's? Uh, it's not in the Torah. It's, it's, uh, it's in the Gemara. The Gemara does. Okay. So um, another issue. I'm just going to go through the issues and then we'll get to them. In the Gemara. The, the obvious question is going to be maternity again. If we who if this rechem, this reproductive organ, is from another woman, similar to the question of IVF, egg donor, who do we consider the mother? Um, do we consider the mother the one who donated the this uh, baby? The there's no prohibition of the Avram being a fire. That's only if you eat it. What? That's only if you eat it. We're not going. That's that's off the chart. We're not going there. Necrophilia is as far as we're going. And even with uterine transplantations, I'm assuming they're still doing IVF. I'm assuming with uterine transplantations. Uh, no, that's IVF. No, that's the whole idea. No, that's the whole idea of uterine transplantation. If the tissue takes hold, it's now natural, and, and you don't need to do IVF. If you gave for the mother, the mother's ovaries are, are gone. The mother must yeah. be donating her okay, ovaries. Okay, so it's, it's, it's her own ovaries. It's her own ovaries. So that's yes. her own egg. Yes. Okay. Again, but that's as far as the egg is concerned. But maybe the fact that this uterus, this tissue that created the child, but what, really, what's the definition of mother? Is it the person, patrician, the mother who gave birth to the child, or the mother who, who nurtured this child for nine months in her uterus? But this is not her uterus, it's the other mother's uterus. So that, uh, that's the question. Was the body, was the yes, uh, so then uh, let's get back to that question. The egg, uterus. No. Yeah, I said before. The baby is the egg of the mother. It's not true. I told you before that the reason why this is done in Saudi Arabia is because Saudi Arabia is outlaws IVF. So clearly they're using this. Well, no, but maybe, maybe you can do, I mean, I don't know if they're doing ovaries also, but I would imagine that. Why not? I mean, the are transferring together. Okay, anyway, I don't know, so it's good questions. The next issue, issue number five, is as far as Bukhar is concerned. So the, as we know, Pidin, Allah of Pidin Abdan is, it has to be the first issue of the womb. So here you have a womb that was used, to used to get a, you got a used womb, so it was opened already in a different woman, now it's transplanted this woman, now she's having her first child, but is that Bukhar? Is it the first uh, issue of the womb? Okay. That's issue uh, issue number. Okay. Now neither. No. Um, it has to be the first. That's as far as Yerusha. Yes. But as far as Pidin Abel, it's the mother's first issue. First issue of the mother. Okay. It has to be the first opening of the womb. Okay. Then the neither issue is uh, another issue, which is so interesting does question. Some other no. The question is, is that it's her first issue. No, it's her first issue of, of the womb. If if the womb is considered hers, then it's her first issue. Who cares that it was used before? You know, and she got on eBay. It's not relevant. So now uh, the next question is Nida, which is an interesting question. The, as we know, the prohibition of Nida, so a woman who menstruates, um, is so. The assumption is now this woman has it has to be uterine blood, as we know. So the only bleeding that makes a woman need is uterine bleeding. So now that she has, as we mentioned by Rachel, she once you transplant the uterus, the assumption is now she'll have a cycle. 
but it seems like, and maybe you know more about this, I've read somewhere that transplantation, whenever they transplant organs, they don't necessarily connect all the nerve endings. So as far as the, the sensations that are had, so the Allah is the Raisa, by the way, the, the Gemara says in Nida, a woman is only a biblical Nida, meaning, biblically speaking, if she has a sensation of, of that her womb that it opens up. Today, yeah, most women don't have that feeling anymore, but you have to have that sensation. The question is, in transplantation, the assumption is, again, I don't know where they got their facts from, but that not all the nerve endings are going to be connected, and therefore there's not going to be that sensation of the of the cervix opening or whatever happens at the menstrual cycle. So is she considered either or not? Um, right? In the case of transplantation. No, no, not eggs. Uterus, all the time uterus. Okay, and the last one, which is, I don't think it happened yet, but could be in the future, um, transportation to a male, if a male gets a uterus, so not, I didn't even trust, start thinking about those halakhic issues yet, I just put it down here just to... Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, Okay, so let's let's go to the next Gemara. So Okay, so let's look let's look at the Gemara. Yeah? Um, the second on the bottom. No, it's still on the bottom of the first page. Second Gemara. So this is an important Gemara in Sota where they want to bring as a proof text to a few things, as we're going to see. One is as far as who, whose womb is it? Once it's transplanted, is it the, the recipient's womb or not? And, this, um, and, the, the, uh, and the second issue this is used as a proof text for is as far as who's the, who is the mother. So it's totally no connection to anything. It's talking about the laws, of, the laws here of Arla. Which is our law, people don't know this, but this is also relevant in Kutzlar, even today, if you plant a tree in your backyard, a fruit tree, so Allah is the first three years of fruit production, are you not, you're not supposed to eat, that's a biblical prohibition, in Kutzlar it's not rabbinical, probably outside of Israel, but there's a prohibition to partake of fruit, the first three years of the tree produces the fruit, you bring it, uh, in the old days, you bring it to the base of Megdash, whatever it was, went, I don't know who went to, but there's a prohibition of Allah, okay? Um, that's known as Arla. Um, that's where also, by the way, the current uh, Hasidic custom of upsharing comes from. Supposedly, people don't cut their kids' hair for the first three years. Some people do that. It comes from this. Uh, I don't know the connection exactly, but there is a some type, there is a custom. I thought it was Revia that went to. The yeah, it could be. I don't know. This is the first three years. Nobody gets her by when she gets him. Right. Right, but I don't know. So Arla, what happened to the fruits? I don't think you wasted. That's about enough. That's about enough. So, so, so now, so the Gemara is discussing what happens, which is a very standard. If I, if I uh, graft, I have a tree that's already post Arla. Okay, that means after three years, and now take a branch from a fruit tree that is within the three years of Arla, and I graft it onto the post Arla tree. So. Well, it could be. It depends on the age of the tree, and if it, it starts again, the clock is a big. I actually got this question a few times recently. People ask me well, if they transplant this because most people buy new trees and they transplant. So, is it Arla? Does the clock start again? But they're not for this question. Too complicated for 
Um, but the bottom line is, so here you have a case where you're taking a post-arla tree, as the Gemara is discussing amongst many other cases, and you're transplanting a branch from a arla tree, which is within the three years. So the question now, this tree is producing fruits, even this branch starts producing fruits now, do we consider the fruits from the from the tree is grafted onto, or from the tree, or do we still consider it as a separate? These fruits, we have to keep this branch separate, so to speak. So, so that's the Gemara says. Here. So we look at the bottom Gemara, Mem Gimel. Gemara says, um, can you find it? Gemara in Soto says the. If I should have put a line, but the third line from the bottom, the last word in line says, Amar uh, Actually, one second. Yeah, Yolda. That means a new tree, meaning a newborn tree, so to speak, a, a, a fresh tree. Shesich Sifka, which means to gra- graft. Okay, by the way, if you look on the, it's from the Lush of Murkov, all your Esregim, when you buy an Esreg, it always says in the back, believe Shash Murkov. There's an Esreg tree that's from Gurdjie many times in order. By the way, that's, uh, you know, people who sell Esregim, they say, you, know, you don't trust them. Because, uh, they, as a matter of fact, some servers say they're pasaladis, they're not valid for witnesses in, in court because they're always trying to, you know, to sell you an Esreg, a good Esreg. So one of the things they used to do is they would graft lemon, lemon tree, lemons to the Tree, a lemon tree, because the lemons are more sturdy. So uh, this was a big problem. So all us wagon tree in Ashkafa, what is in Ashkafa? One of the things it needs Ashkafa for is to tell you that it wasn't doesn't come from a grafted tree. Because it was, it was uh, known that all the people at Esrechus would graft lemon trees together with the Esrechus to make it look better and such. So, uh, but it's an Esrechus. No, so that's the problem. It's not, it's not kosher. Halachically, what if it was grafted? Um, well, that's the question. Halachically, it's not. It's for a different time. Halachically, it's not. If it's grafted, according to most people, it wouldn't be considered an esrog. He wants to a graft. If it's a hybrid esrog um, lemon, it's not kosher. Okay, and there's ways to tell. But not for now. The point is here, so you graft it on. So I took an old, a young uh, tree and I grafted it onto a old tree, not a srogan, whatever it was. So butla yolda biskena, that means the, we say in the transplanted branch becomes totally butla onto the tree, part of the new tree, the aimba denarla. And there's no longer denarla applied to this tree, even though it has a, a younger than three branch attached. Okay, so this. So what, it's, a, it's a young branch grafted onto an old tree, tree post three years. Right, the whole tree now is considered post three years because we look at, seems like. Like what, and this is going to be our proof text that the original tree, the, the, the younger tree, becomes completely absorbed, absorbed into the, the tree and it's a part of the tree. Because exactly. The is coming exactly. From the whole tree. So, so the post came, as we're going to see in the truth, that address human transplantation written in 1907 before it existed. We're going to we'll discuss why, show you why. But they all say that this, they bring this as a proof text for two things. One is um, as far as um, Erva is no problem of ever. Let's say the mother or the mother, the grandmother, as we said. So we see that we view uh, 
donated, a donated organ, in this case grafted onto the body, as completely absorbed into this new woman's body, just like it is the Holy Gemara says by a tree. So the same would apply here. So this takes care of, according to some, the whole erva issue, and uh, that, that would be one proof text. The other thing this could be used for as far as maternity, the same would apply for maternity. You have the question is, whose womb is it? So we're saying once it's transplanted, it's completely absorbed into the recipient's body, and it's completely considered as now part of her body. It's nothing to do with, you don't view it at all with where it came from originally, it's irrelevant. It's, at least as far as Elkas Arl is concerned. So they want to apply that here and say the same, uh, say the same. Okay, that's a proof text. Yeah. Yeah. But the grafting of a tree is different because I'm sure many grafting times you've, a noticed, woman. you've noticed various expensive trees with different types of blossoms on one part of the tree. That's due from a graft. So it's not completely... So I don't know, we're saying even there it works surely, uh, surely here. There. So okay. even there, halakhically we're saying that it works. tree with two different types of blossoms. I would just mention one point. Taking embryo, uh, chick. Uh, there was a woman I was working for, a uh, French scientist, Nicole Edward, and she was taking quail neural tube, and we were trying to determine if the fate of the, the developing brain would change depending on where you put it. So you take part of the brain that was destined to become, um, let's say, the hind brain, and you put it in a different part. Does it retain its original fate, or does it assume the fate of the environment where it's transplanted? It's exactly this Shiloh. And she looked at it uh, with certain genes and molecular, and it depends. Like, there's some parts of the body that are so programmed that they retain their fate. Most things... Well, that, that would be a different question, because actually Gamara, when it sees in a second, discusses your case about the uterus that ended up in the neck of a cow. Uh, as far as Bechar, yeah. is the Bechar, that, that's the other question of, as far as firstborn. The Gemara discusses like a similar case where the Israel and the cow is that considered even a Bechar because it's coming from uterus, but it's totally the wrong part of the man. Yeah. So you, anyway, it's interesting. This question has fascinated scientists for years. Uh, it really conclusions. depends. No, it really depends on where, you know, in our case, um, we retain, you know, it was a, sort of a mixed phenotype. It, it, it retains some of its original um, program, but it, it mostly adapted yeah, to so its that's environment. A, I'll tell you also, because they bring um, that's that would maybe relevant to the question of transplanting a uterus into a male. It's totally different. Because <laughs> that changes. You don't even know uterus, what is it? But, uh, but they bring, one, I saw someone, one of the two is actually mentions a raya similar to what you're saying is from Chava Chava says as far as Erva they bring a lot to Erva it says Chava got transplantation from Adam right? Hashem took his rib and whatever he put and put it in and made Chava so he says you see that we consider her female we don't say well he's having relations with her now it's a problem because she might be male because the original source of her tissue was male so it might be homosexual relations so yeah that would be an issue that's what I'm saying. So it's a proof. You see the Torah. So let's just see this. So I just want to see these two tomorrow. Then we'll go on to the.
the good stuff. But the Gemara says on the, on the next page, this is the Gemara Chul that you just mentioned. So we see where the, where the line is on the bottom. Yeah. So that's where we want to address. The Gemara is, is saying a bunch of, this is again, an animal context. Who is discussing the char, as we, as we know, the issue of a firstborn is relevant to animals also. When you had a firstborn from your animal, um, from a kosher and from a cow, you had to uh, treat it differently. And um, again, it was given to the kain. It was owned by the kain, the kain got the bachar. Um, so today we don't do this, uh, although it is problematic. For certain madness, it's a madness kuna that's not done today. Um, but they do, they separate the bachar, and I don't know what they do. Um, and what happens in Israel. Right, so there's a whole different question. But here the Gemara is talking about weird cases of bachar. Um, the rabbis, as we know, had a lot of time on their hands. And they're discussing here, um, it says like this. The first case is um, an interesting case, and the two, two of the cases here might be relevant. I'm discussing the Jews. Um, Hitbik, it says, uh, right with a white, with a black line, it says, Hitbik Shnei Rachamim, two uteruses, I don't know how this happened, I don't know how it's possible, two uteruses of two different animals were clinging to each other. These twins and the Siamese twins, I'm not sure exactly what the case is. It's very unclear. And the, the fetus that was in one uterus ended up, originally started in one uterus, ended up in the other uterus. Okay, that's one case, disgusting. Mao, what's the Allah Hadidei? Um, how do we view um, the day? Peter the lavdi day, loy pater, meaning it, it, it wasn't an opening of the womb that it was originally made in. You know, is that called opening of the womb or not? It's a very, very weird question. Adilma, the lavdi day, nami peter. That's also, even if it's not my um, my fetus that was created, my, it was originally in a different, that's still called an opening of the womb that would make it into Bukhan. I don't really understand the question, honestly, but... It's a bacornia uterus. Blood is in one hole. Yeah, conjoined twins. Yeah, conjoined twins. You're saying it was in one animal. You're saying it was in one animal. Oh, it was in one animal. It has two animals. Maybe two heads. Right, they can't have such separate. Right. Okay. The second case. Yeah. The next case of the Mara says, um, where am I, Lord? Take who? The Gemara says we don't know the answer. Take who means Tishbi Yataris. We don't know Tol Yo and Avikans. We don't know the answer to this question. Okay, so that's one Gemara. The next Gemara then continues another case relevant to us. This is an interesting case. It says that the walls of the uterus open and they just, the animal sort of floated out. Every woman dreams about this when they're, when they're delivering a baby. Now, there's no, the, the animal didn't even touch the sides of the uterus. So the Gemara is saying no, the, the walls open so wide that the, the, the cow, the, the calf just floated out without touching the walls of the uterus or the birth canal. So the Gemara What's the question? Do we say What makes the bachar into bachar? Is it just the, the the ear of the uterus, or right? Is what makes sanctifies the bachar and makes it the bachar? I 
and it has to touch the walls of the uterus. The catch of Valaka, and you don't have that in this case, so this is not a Bukhar because it just floated out of the Rechem, didn't touch the birth canal or the walls of the uterus, the cervix, whatever, not sure which which of the reproductive organs is. Well, since action doesn't, you're not a Bukhar. Allah is, you're not Petra because of it. No, but I'm saying that's clear. The Allah is that if a woman has a C section or an animal, so that there's no Bukhar. It's clearly not coming out of the uterus. Right, because over there, it's not opening of the birth canal. Must be a first issue. So we learn from that that if it's a C-section, it's not a Bukhar. Bukhar, it is considered firstborn as far as Yerusha, but not as far as Pinyin Abend. No Pinyin Abend of a C-section. By the way, that's why Pinyin Abends are very rare because you have to have so many factors coming into play. Um, right, so so they're, they're rare. You know, the father or the mother, or even the wife's father is a Kohen or Levi. You know, so it's very rare, Pinyin Abend. But um, hmm. bottom line is, so, oh, so this second part here is, is the Gemara, we're going to see, they bring this also as a proof text that, um, what's the proof text? I have to remember, we'll, we'll get back to it in a second, but the, they bring this in the Chubas as a proof text that the, that um, that would be the question here, because even if we're saying is, let's say it's a transplanted uterus, I believe this is what they're right, they want to bring this as a right, because transplanted uterus, what it tells you is, what's our question, who's, it's not, it's not Petarechem for this uterus, that was one of the questions, already used from the last one, but if, if it has to do with it has to do with the birth canal. Touching the birth canal. Right, not, not, right, well, it doesn't matter if it's coming out of the uterus. Because if it comes out open, then it's saying right, it's saying uterus. I don't remember. How many times. But it's, it brings us come out. Let me see in my notes here. This is my other book. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's got to do with the birth canal. That's why. So this could be a... No, but, but it's a birth canal, so the Gemara is the, the, the language of Rechem. I believe they, the top of the birth canal they consider part of the Rechem, it's in halachically speaking. Right, so the cervix opening, that's where... The real question is, if in that case that they gave, where it opens and doesn't touch the walls, if the next time it happens, it, it's a normal birth, is now that... Right, because that's, right, that's, that's really the case that we're... Right, but... Uh, oh, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm missing something. You know, if the uterus... I hear your point, yes. Coconut, I, I don't know. Never touch. It's got to be a placenta. Uh, you're, what are you talking about? Uh, you know. I'm not sure. No, but I'm saying again, it was so wide that it doesn't touch the walls. That's it. Floated like, you know, it was a dream delivery. But the uterus fell out. I live it by. Without, without really labor. The baby growing. I'm touching the walls. I'm stimulating. No, but that's but again. That's initially, but when it, we're talking about when it's leaving the uterus, that's what Dar says. In order for the Bukhar, that's the Petarech, that's the open. First, open the womb. But here it's not. That's the question. What? What is making it the Bukhar? Which point in the delivery? Right. It happened the uh, very called the C-section. It's the C-section. No, it's not a C-section. C-section is, is not even coming out through through the birth canal. Not going through the cervix. You're just taking out the cervix. Yeah, but that's the Gemara seems to have a question. Even though C-section is not a shot. C-section, everyone agrees. But Allah is not considered that the rest. Some women have this uh, incompetence of the cervix. We need to do a circulation. Maybe you believe you that. Circulation, the baby just was up for a night. But it is I don't touching. Know, without touching, I don't know. Okay, so we, we can explain it in a second. I want to get to the last Gemara. I want to explain. So when they're doing this transplant, they must be transplanting the uterus with the cervix. Of course. Yeah. Well, it's actually a 
Right, so this is the issue. I want to explain. You guys are coming? Move down with us. I don't think he will do construction by leaving the cervix. Yeah, he's trying to leave the cervix in place. Right, the cervical is correct. That's a different. And then you would have to attach it. You would have to attach the uterus to the old cervix. Yeah, you would. How would you ensure that it would actually function? Yeah, very good. That'd be a way more complicated procedure. Maybe not, though. Maybe you need the muscles and the nerves and the cervix. Okay, so this is all plagiarized here. I can do Okay, so this is um, a, a, a most of my notes. So there's a plagiarized slideshow that I reused with permission um, at the class I gave a while ago. But, but the, the, what's amazing about this is this is from a guy Eddie Rackman. This is from Eddie Rackman. This uh, most of the, my my sources that I got from him. He wrote an article about this like 10 years ago in the Tradition magazine. So that's why most of the course. But the, what's fascinating is, so I was saying before, so there's nothing new on the sun. We see Sari Menu, some say it was a first uterine transplant. But, but in 1906, there was a case. There was a chuvas. All the chuvas written about this, but you see that's the chuva on the next page. It was were written in, this is from me. This chuva here that I copied is from the Hungarian journal in 1907, um, published in 1907, and there was subsequently every um, every issue for like next five years, there were letters back and forth from different Gedolim addressing this issue of uterine transplantation. Now it never, never occurred at the time, um, so why were they writing about this? And the whole thing was based on a mistake. There was a, um, um, let me see if I can find, he has the slides here. So there was a, in 1906, in this journal, I'm not sure what it is, I don't know if it's here. This was published in 1906. Um, um, a guy, there was a physician who was, uh, basically all he was doing was taking ovarian tissue and trans, you get that? You can see, he was taking ovarian tissue. Uh, he was, they were doing, uh, women were coming with abdominal pain, this is what I read. They, he would just uh, remove their, uh, their ovarian, you know, their ovaries. Um, and he did this to a lot of women. And afterwards, I guess he felt guilty, so he took, he started taking, he had an idea to take ovarian tissue and transplanted some tissue back into his women who had cut out their ovaries. And at one point, some of them actually took hold of it. After like, you know, doing this for a few years, he had one case where it actually, the tissue connected and, and, uh, and it seemed like it worked. And this woman was able to have kids again with this ovarian tissue. So this happened, I don't know where, but this rabbi in England heard about this. Someone asked and he assumed they, um, that they were transplanting basically all the external genitalia. All the, all the not, uh, including, sorry, all the reproductive organs, including external genitalia. And that's how he started writing Shuvas. He said, someone asked me this question. You know, it doesn't make sense. It actually happened, but and it, that's how it's the whole all these chuvas were based on a mistake based on this doctor just to see this is uh, this is the doctor's name he says one of my women patients was something of a wag this is how they wrote I guess in those medical <laughs> journals was about to receive uh, this before a Facebook seating there was no insurance uh, malpractice you can't get sued for this and he was about to receive an ovarian graft from a Hager operation want to know if the donor was a Methodist or an Episcopalian that was the question it's a lucky question of the day. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Do you see it? Yeah, yeah, um, so this is what they write, just to see, interesting to see. Um, that their halachic, their ethical issues. Consider the woman who bore the child acted only as an incubator for the ovum of the other woman. They've been fertilized in the body of the second woman, but the life and the ovum was given to, to given to it by the first nay. Meet. He's a gynecologist. Given by the first woman. So the first woman was the mother of the life of the child. This seemed the biological aspect. But if the portion of ovary had been purchased by the second woman, the question would probably have a quite a different aspect in law, which I think he's implying she was a prostitute. <laughs> she sold the, the tissue. I think that's the application. I think that's what he means by this. But I'm not sure. Anyway, so they, they, they go through this question. His opinion, the, question, the woman who provided the oven, who, the question becomes here, who is the mother? Um, uh, Professor Sir Holiday Crum said the question was, who is the mother of the child? The woman who provided the ovum or the one who gave the blood supply? They must, this is from 1906, but in a medical journal. They must take it for granted that all the ovarian tissue was removed. No third ovary was found. His opinion was that the woman who supplied the ovary was the mother, meaning the donor, and the child was a bastard. Because uh, the woman, this new woman was married, so, so now, uh, as you said, so that's the Irvish. We held that when a man married a woman, the ovaries belonged to him. This is, thank God, if a rabbi would write this, they would be, <laughs> lose their job. The doctor writes it, it's okay. Um, so he says, the, this is again 1906, the ovaries belonged to the husband, even after they were transferred to another woman, they were still his. So the offspring of the second woman must be a bastard. He did not see how, how it could be otherwise. The second woman acted as a foster mother, the second had bought and paid for a, pre, a piece of ovarian tissue, which was then grafted, the legal question would be a different age. Okay, so this is the journal, that's it, okay. So now, um, so getting, so getting back to Halakha Lamaisa, bottom line is, so it's, it's, uh, we're going to wrap it up. So, this, so go, going through some of the issues here, so as far as Chaval and risk, starting from the beginning, so based on what we discussed in the last two weeks, I, again, uh, the Chuvists don't say this, I'm saying this on my own, you know, if we discussed last week cosmetic surgery, we said even there, there might be enough of a psychological reason to, to be moderate. So I would say it's a Kavachomer in this case, where you're talking about a woman who can't have children, um, you know, it's almost uh, a to me, at least to me. Again, I haven't discussed this with any posting. But based on what we discussed last week by cosmetic surgery, we're, we're all the poskim permitted, more or less, for the psychological needs of the mother. So in this case, where a woman's not having children, as we said before, Rafa says, you know, I'm like dead. You know, it's a much bigger psychological issue here um, than cosmetic surgery. So if we allow, at least as far, by the way, there's two aspects to the Kabbalah, we said. There's the donor, you have to look at who the donor is, the aspects of removing it from the donor, is that sufficient reason? And for the recipient. So for the recipient, I would say to me, it would seem based on everything we discussed, there wouldn't be an issue. Chaval or risk, if we allow for cosmetic surgery, surely we would allow it here. And again, I, I don't know if there's more risk. Um, you have to tell us there's more risk in transplanting, I'm assuming. There is. Yeah, there is. A, right. So the, that's the problem. The problem is when you're dealing with with this, with a with a uh, organ donation. So there's the whole issue of they put them on on uh, immunosuppressants, which, could, as we know, can cause a lot of problems, especially in COVID day times. Um, but but that so there is. Yeah, but it takes a while. I mean, how, many, how long do they stay? On? How many weeks? He, he's a, he's does transplants. So how many weeks do they keep them on? Forever. On immunosuppressants, forever. For a uterus? They don't know about the uterus. For a heart, it's forever. So you're saying they pull out the uterus? Forever. 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 Right, but 
so in the case. He's saying they pulled the uterus after the pregnancy. Yeah, it's yeah, only one, one time. Oh, so that's a good point. I, I, I was overhearing this last week. So oh, you can get at least nine months. And so right, so once they had the baby, meaning, yeah. So but still, okay, but still, nine months is a scary. Uh, that's not even the tough question is for the donor. Right, so the risk for the donor. Right, the risk for the donor in this case is a bigger issue because the. Because of the. It's different than a kidney, if you think about it, right? Because a kidney, if you get rejected, the person dies. Here, you reject the uterus, it's just a source of inflammation. Like, you know, oh, the recipient, not, uh, the recipient. Yeah, but again, if you get uh, some type of infection, oh, you can have graft versus whole disease. Graft versus graft versus whole disease. If I'm not mistaken, right? Because now you're making. I don't know. Is the graft versus whole disease? Yeah, but in other donations? Yeah. Yeah, no, you can't. Because you get the but. He does transplants, but. It's rare, though. Very rare. But the it's it's the donor that's the risk that's the question Meaning because only the if we can't solve the donor problem then it doesn't right. matter what no well, you could again if it's a post if you're taking post death meaning you sure. could get to take the uterus from after death that would that would be an issue but though you're right it, it gets to another key issue yeah. so there's forms of hysterectomy I don't know how they're saying how there's the danger yeah, no, you're just saying just for, for non medical purposes I want to point out so that, so this is a key question, which is, is fertility in halacha considered refuah? There's a big question, which not for today's class, but there's a general question, which is really gets to the crux of sort of, a, you know, it's, it's even better than, than, uh, than uh, what we said, let's say, cosmetic surgery, which is purely for aesthetic reasons. Here, there is refuah, meaning some place can want to say, there's a question, let's say, can you give your, uh, for your mice or for fertility treatments, they, they discovered that the is unstuck for that. Is it considered refuah, meaning is it considered you're helping, you saving someone? You're giving, helping them fertility. For some women, they become suicidal. Oh, okay. So if there's a psychological need again, so that would be the same. But the question is, it could be fertility is also considered before. It's relevant to Chel Shabbos. I had a case, uh, someone called me from New York uh, a few weeks ago. Jeremy Kobe, they called Jeremy Kobe, and he called me. And a woman from his community was in New York for fertility treatments, and she said, the doctor said she has to come in for the egg retrieval on Shabbos in Manhattan. And she do that. So most, there's no person that allow that. Let's say that you can do Chel Shabbos for fertility purposes. Um, you could do it Friday. So we figured it out. We got her hotel room. I got her. We sponsored her hotel room near the doctor. She walked to the doctor. She ended up taking Uber back. Because um, I was saying maybe it could be after the treatment. You know, at that point, you're a chaylef. If, you know, you could do a mere lock. So we, um, he allowed her to take an Uber back. But, uh, but I'm saying, so that gets to the crux of the question. Is fertility treatment even considered a fool? Surely as far as Chil Shabbos, we don't allow Chil Shabbos. Uh, there's no place that I'm aware to allow Chil Shabbos for, for fertility treatment. So that would be the question. So then, could be the donor would be allowed to, to donate. That's, that's, that's as far as that. I want to move on to the other issues. Um, um, so, as far as sterilization, so that's the question of Sirius. We said Sirius is Issa Daraisa. As we mentioned, almost all the place can say for a female, because when, when you're removing the, the donor, again, this would be a donor issue, when you're, she's, she's donating her, her uterus, so obviously she's, that's called serous. Yeah. But um, as most poets can say, that we pass in that again, the isosiris, the raisa is only, is only uh, for males. Um, serous for females, according to most poets, because there are abundant, some say there's no isosiris. 
Oh, Gaia, that's, a, that's a good point, because as we mentioned, uh, we didn't mention, but Gaia, according to many places, can have an Isosiris also. The Isosiris, right. which is very strange. Well, I don't know if where it's it comes for from. animals. Yeah. Right. No, okay. no, but, no, no, but I'm saying Torah asks his animals, and then Torah says, don't do it by Arzachem, anywhere in your lands, this, this, uh-huh. this procedure of Sirius. So there are places who understand, that's why that's the problem with, you can't just bring it to your vet, there's a guy who's doing that's the problem with animals, because when uh-huh. you bring your pet to be neutered, you bring it to the vet, even if the vet's a guy, so you're not doing anything wrong, what's the problem? But the problem is, according to many Peskin, so that's what we have to do. We have a whole system, the loophole. I've spoken to many Peskin about that we set up here with Dr. Rabinowitz. sell the animal. That we, yeah, sell the animal, and it's like selling your hummus. You sell it to your nanny, who then brings it to the guy, so it's, the, it's called the Fnai del Fnai. So it's not a problem with Fnaiver for the guy because you're, it's two steps removed. If anyone has to do it, speak to Dr. Rabinowitz or me. We have a system uh, set up. Yeah, but it's more than that. We have two at You sell the chum, you sell your animal, and then yeah, they, the guy has to bring it to, to, the, to, to another guy. If the vet's a yid, it's a problem. Uh-huh. Um, in, in his practice, he has two yid. Um, who doesn't do uh, castration, you know, doesn't do neutering. He also is in Maryland Clinic. Do you have any pets? So you ought to tell him, don't, this doctor can't do it. The Jewish doctor don't touch my dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that's as far as Sirius is concerned. Some of the Jews here asked for it because of the donation because of Sirius. By the way, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, someone uh, mentioned this, actually, Eddie mentioned this to me, which is that um, you know, today where many women, uh, because of BRCA, they have uh, prophylactic removal of their... So in that case, it could be, it can, yeah, yeah, you can donate um, that, that would be fine because they're anyway, for medical reasons, they're removing their, their reproductive organs. So, uh, so that's an interesting thing, which is specifically in the Jewish community. Are they high risk of ovarian cancer if they have like the brachial mutation? Like who would want those ovaries? Well, they're they're not the ovaries, the uterus. I wonder if the uterus has a higher risk. Yeah, could be. Right. So that's a whole question of itself. So in that situation, I mean, I didn't speak to any Pisces about it, but it could be much of it. Okay, so that's the sterilization. Let's move on here to the next topic. Um, like very different epitopes in that situation. Mm-hmm. So, so, by the way, this, this also gets into the question, as you said. You don't need future soul alongside. Why don't we bring around here? Okay, so again, the, the, the Vilna Gain holds, it's just important to note, the Vilna Gain is of the opinion that serious, even on a woman, is the right. Okay, that's a, his, but he's a minority so opinion. For us, the, the normal opinion, right. of doing it, but for me, I just, I assist in those situations, so I'll hold up the back cop, hold up the, and I'll, like, whoever's the other assist do the, uh, do the three of the knots. And then I heard someone say, I didn't hear this direct, I heard some, another OB say from a David Cohen that we do the first one. And then the second one, uh, yeah, so that, yeah, so that person could do. But I, another person told me that here from another company, not allowed to do that. So, so don't, don't ask about Shafti, he's very mad. He's much more. Don't ask him. Okay, so, uh, so as far as, let's get to the next issue is Erva. So we said the child is who really owns the, whose uterus is it if you transplant it. That was so, so, because um, one of the, one of the two was discussed two things. He discusses, he discusses, um, as we mentioned, the Rambam said, the question is necrophilia also. Even if you take it from, a, the, from assuming the tissue was dead, they have to remove it. The tissue dies, now you reconnect it. So the question is, is that considered part of the mace? They discussed this issue also. It's relevant to oral organ transportation, but here, um, even if it's not erva, the question is, would you be having, technically, you could argue you're having relations with uh, the dead body. Okay, and the Rambam says, it's a child of that, it's a having relations with that Rambam. Rambam calls it, it's only a Sidra Rabbana. So 
I'll uh, speak to your local rabbi if you have that question. Um, <laughs> and your therapist. You wouldn't have a natural conception of the situation would be done by no. IVF. No, no. It's not true. Saudi Arabia, the, 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 the case in the Cleveland Clinic in 2019, I believe, was natural. It wasn't IVF, yeah. Um, okay, so. No, no, it's now it's reconnected. Reconnected. Okay, um, so that's a question of, again, is a, in these truths they go back and forth with this issue of erva, but the main uh, proof they bring, and, and uh, besides from 1907, and Cicely Ezra talks about it today, and, and he says that we go with, which is that, uh, that there's no issues of erva based on this Gemara that we saw in sight of Arla. Right, which is when you transplant, you take the branch and you put it onto the other branch, so it's going to be considered completely part of the new tree and there's no issues of Arla. So you see that it's completely assimilated into this new body and that's how it worked. I said someone also mentioned the Raya from Chava, on the Mojava, they see uh, we didn't consider her male, even though she had tissue from, from a male, which was other. So, <laughs> I don't know. Interesting, right? Okay, so uh, so that's that's the Raya they bring in this in this uh, in this truth here. We describe um, and one other thing which we didn't mention, which is also there's another Gemara, Gemara the Mishnah Bacharis. We didn't get to it. I don't know if you guys saw it. The Mishnah Bacharis talks about, let's look at it quickly, it says that the, the, it's talking about Trefus, and it says that um, in Alexandria they had these very good cows, very good breed of cows, and they would ship them out, they would remove the uterus because they didn't want them reproducing this breed of cows in other places. And, the, and it's much like as if that's considered, if that cow is a trafe or not. And he says, listen, we do this all the time in Alexandria, and the, and the cows are not, we don't, they live very long lives. You see, it's not a trafe. They're going to die within trafe a year. within, usually within 12 months. So that's the raya would seem. So one of the two, they saw an interesting raya. He says, you see from there that um, if this was, it was possible to have a uterine transplantation um, that works, so then it then, uh, wouldn't be considered a trafe. Because it's the meaning, what's the Gemara's Raya? What's the Raya that's, that's living? And it's not a trafer. It could be a kind of uterine transplantation, which is a very strange, strange Raya. But okay. obviously, they don't feel um, that there's an issue of serious for that. They removed the uterus, the rabbis in that time, in Alexandria. No, but it wasn't, I was Jewish, I don't know if it was Jews. That's a different oh. question whether you'll have to do that or not. We're discussing, bottom line, is this animal trafer? If I shaft it, can I eat it? Can I, can I, is it kosher? It's a kosher request. But anyway, the, the other thing I want to mention is an, an interesting point, which is the question of maternity here is very different than IVF. Because in IVF, we know there's, I'm not going to get into it now, many different opinions. The egg donor, this. Over there, when you implant the egg, and, and you could maybe shed some light, it's still, it's a living tissue, and it still has the DNA, everything from the original donor. As opposed to here, the uterus is not really contributing to the child in any which way. It's just an incubator. And, and like a gestational carrier. It's a nutritional, right, it's a nutritional carrier. Base. Yeah, but it's not. So it's very different, Shiloh, than the big question of maternity by, by yeah. other forms yeah. of reproductive technology yeah. like IVF. Like because egg. over there, yeah. the egg is contributing it's basically everything to the child. You understand what yeah. the, the contrast I'm making between the two yeah, shiloh? You're talking about someone with their, with their own egg getting their own. No, we're talking about a donor. Donor egg. Donor egg. Donor egg. Donor egg. So in that who's case, is the big question of who's the mother? Is it, uh, is it genetic? Is it a genetic donor? Is it a surrogate? Is it how do we view it? Perturition? What, what creates the mother? Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a famous shot, which I'm not going to take. But I'm hearing, this is, I think, a push to a less 
of a question here because in this case the, 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 the uterus is not giving anything to the child besides nutrition. And it's also, you just said that it becomes part of the new... Right, that's what I'm saying. But even without that, I'm saying it's less of a question. It doesn't make a Kenyan on it when I get neurotic and cuts it and I get put in here. It's a separate entity. Okay, she might own it, but is it her? Is no it, again, is it still connected to the So yeah. getting back, just finishing off here. Um, right, so the bottom line is all the Tzitzel and anyone who speaks about it today says very clearly that we go with those parts the right from Saita then it's com- completely considered this woman's uterus and this will be relevant with, with other cases of uh, organ donation it's not so, it's not so practical in other cases yeah, they don't think relevant. children no yeah. question yeah. okay, now the question of, of again, Petarechem so um, we mentioned that Shiloh which is I don't have it here because it's in a different fashion but the, the, again, the issue would be when it's coming out of the womb. First of all, is it considered the first issue of the womb? Um, that would be based on this. Sorry, that would be based on the same question here. But um, because once it's integrated, it's now part of this woman, and now clearly we consider it's this child of Bechar. It's the first issue. The other question would be um, again with the ear, and I don't remember the details about how to apply that here. So um, um, the bottom line is. A good thing, assuming it's going to become more common to do it, um, and there's, and there's all the halachic issues are really addressed, and it would be allowed, halachically speaking, there wouldn't be the issue of erva chavala, as far as all the parts are concerned. Cirrus, again, the only serious case would be a question on the donor, which would be again, if you can get it from non not alive donor, obviously would be better, but. Um, but it is very, at the end of the day, according to the contemporary post not the 1907 post there are very little issues um, to worry about. So it is something that could be used. Again, um, the reason why a woman would do this instead of IVF, I'm assuming, is because she wants to carry, she wants to have a baby. Gestational carrier. Right. So you know, she's having service, and this is, she's carrying her own baby, which obviously is psychologically for a mother is important. So I'm assuming that's why it's done. But it's becoming more common. Um, Again, do not take anything I said as a halachic. Speak to your local. Yeah.